Hi, it's your four usual losers, and today we have Boogie2988 coming to you through the power of the internet, I believe his intro is, but they do it always so fast that I can barely really know what you're saying. Ladies and gentlemen, you do Boogie2988 coming at your live once again through the power of the internet. All right. Wow, he's got his own fucking intro prepared. Mm -hmm. uh, Wow. Uh, you know, that literally means nothing, too. I don't know. I wrote, I wrote that a decade ago. Coming at you live through the power of the internet. What does that mean? This is recorded. What are you, an idiot? It's like air traffic control <laughs> speak right there. Right. <laughs> it's impressive. Well, hello. Jordan. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on the podcast. I was on stream on Twitch the other night, and everybody's like, why haven't you done Critical's podcast? I'm like, because he didn't ask me. I, I love you guys. You know, I've been listening to you a little How bit. How dare you, Critical? Yeah, critical, <laughs> you piece of guy. shit. He's, I hear he has a micro for everyone. Runs in the family, apparently. Mm-hmm. Shits all over those mm-hmm. sheets, and this is a bad guy. He's a bad guy. <laughs> so, Boogie, before we get ahead of ourselves, just to enlighten anyone who does not know who you are and is listening, how about you give us a rundown about what you're invested in and everything? All right, let's see. I've been doing YouTube for about a decade. Uh, if you've ever seen one of my viral videos, it tends to be my angry, lisping character, Francis. I'm a big, fat, fat old fatty who just breaks Xboxes and stuff. You've probably seen that. Or saw me dive into a swimming pool shirtless at some point. Um, but then I like yeah. also use YouTube to like talk about uh, you know video games mostly. Talk about what it's like to be a big, fat fatty. What it's like to live with mental illness and stuff <laughs> like that. And uh, YouTube current events and stuff like that. It's mostly just like a very personal channel. It's mostly just about me and my opinions of stuff. And then like I get a lot of slack because my opinions and stuff is just very lukewarm most of the time. I don't really give a shit about things. So I'm never going to be like the, the, the SJW that just fights for the, the to the death. I'll never be the conservative who just hates people and hates immigrants or whatever. I just like some guys like, oh, this is what these people think. And this is what those people think. And I just don't really give that big a shit. I'm going to go play Mario Brothers. So, And hate immigrants that way. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Eat to me, Mario. Get out of my country. Those fucking Italians. You're ruining Italy. <laughs> oh, well, doesn't yeah, he, isn't I, he an immigrant in the Mushroom Kingdom, honestly, if you think about it? Like he's, you know, I'm he's not an immigrant familiar. in every kingdom. He travels all around the globe. I don't know what fucking visa he has, but that's impressive. I want that visa. Oh, I guess I also stream yeah. on Twitch. I, I don't even think... Um, well, actually, does he even have proof of citizenship? I don't think anything says he's Italian except Nintendo just bashing it into your head. He's an Italian plumber. We swear he's He's no longer a plumber, actually. They told yeah. him they told really? him he's no longer a plumber. Yep. What? He was never a plumber, that, oh, I guess. What is really? Yeah, I guess they, they retconned Wait. the plumber part. I don't know why. So he's just a world-traveling t- Italian asshole? Like, what does he do? Yeah, that's it. I guess he just has a mustache. Why'd they, why they get rid of that clarification? I don't though. fucking Was know. Was it just not prestigious enough for their Mario? They didn't want a janitor as their mascot? I guess it's... I don't understand why they'd get rid of that piece of history. Maybe it's just because, like, you know, I watched... Oh, no. Oh, Boogie, looks like you're not keeping up with your lore. Mario is officially a plumber again. This oh, is from six God. days ago. <laughs> oh, thank God. He no. got his permits back. <laughs> wow. Oh, thank God. What happened? <laughs> I guess the union strike is over. Well, I, I just figured it was like, you know, I washed dishes in high school. I don't call myself a fucking dishwasher anymore. He 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 was probably a plumber at one point, and then he went off to the Mushroom Kingdom, started banging Princess Peach out of the butthole, and, and then he doesn't need a job anymore, you know? Well, it's obvious that Mario fucks Peach, but the important question is, does Bowser fuck Peach? Absolutely. You think so? You buy into that theory where she gets kidnapped on purpose to get that dragon It has talk? to be. If you get kidnapped once, okay, that's you know, the bad guy's fault. It's twice, okay, maybe that's your fault. Third time, fourth time, tenth time, you're fucking the yeah. giant dinosaur. That's it. There's a pattern. Yeah. Do you think Mario likes it? Oh, he loves being no, a cuck. he's a cuck. Oh, no, he's, he's... I'm, I like it when Bowser fucks her. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> Please put your penis in my girlfriend. Oh, I like the big old BLC, big lizard cock. <laughs> what a beautiful impression. Andrew, showing you up on your own podcast oh, in your own yeah. area of expertise with impressions. Oh, he killed it. I, I believed Mario was sitting there right next to me jacking off to cu- a fucking mythical dragon cuckolding him with a princess. I have this, like, whole shtick I do on, on like, Twitch all the time where it's, like, Mario and Wario. And Wario's, like, informing him that he's getting cucked. Mario, do you not understand that a Princess Peach is a fucking dinosaur? Oh, no, no, that can't be. I have seen it with my own eyes, Mario. <laughs> what Jesus. a beautiful puppet show. Well, no, that's not a shtick at all. That was like the that was yeah, that was the commercial for Warrior Land Three. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh God, I would play that so hard. Rated M for mature. <laughs> Do you ever think Mario will branch out into mature games ever, ever? No. Oh hell no. I mean, they showed his nipples in Odyssey. I mean, no. not even like a hundred years in the future. Well, I'm talking like a hundred years in the future where like sex culture uh, talking... is so normalized. Oh, okay, that so it's you are talking sex culture. I don't even think they'll they'll get to the point where there's violence like blood and guts in Mario, let alone. Full, like, anal. <laughs> Specifically full anal. There's a big difference. There's a yeah. big difference between just a little bit of violence and full anal penetration. I think we think we, we could probably ease into that, I think. Yeah, there's definitely some stepping stones there, some progression. Well, you have to. Yeah. We can also ease into the anus. <laughs> oh. A set of butt plugs. Official Mario butt plugs. <laughs> Nintendo Labo butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine a cardboard butt plug, though? Yeah, it wouldn't last very long. It'd get all soggy. Could you imagine (laughs) a butt plug amiibo, and you plug it into your Switch for new features, like new vibration settings or little attachments? Pretty clever. I can see it working. Extremely clever. Yeah. Well, at at what point are we going to start monopolizing the Nintendo technology for porn? Like, the VR has already exploded in porn for, like, 3D Mm -hmm. HD scenes. But now imagine, like, the Nintendo Switch where, like, you get that haptic feedback on fucking a girl or something. Please. Do you ever think we'll get there? That's like a step back. Yeah, that's definitely not, that's a real perk. Maybe if like in a hundred years if Nintendo ever goes bankrupt and somebody buys them. I will tell you that I've been waiting on sex androids for about 20 some years and they're still not here. <laughs> and I think the day that I can finally buy the sex android, I don't care if it's like a quarter million. If I can buy a sex android, it's all going to be be gone thought like on the moment. It's going to be... All up in that robot fleshlight. Um, You'll never see another girl again. <laughs> no, why? You won't need them. We are, I, I truly think we're on the that uh, borderline generation where all the fun stuff might happen in our lifetime once we're like 60 or something. Like an immortality pill, curing of all the diseases. Oh, you take one pill oh. and all of a sudden everything's cured and sex robots and that sort of stuff. I don't, I, I don't want to take an immortality pill if I'm 60 though. Yeah, I don't either. I don't even want to take it at and, 43 right now. I'm too, too, I'm tired. Life is exhausting. Are you joking? Like 43 years of this is way too much. Jesus Christ. Another 20? Oh, my God. If there's not robots to fuck before I'm dead, it was a wasted effort. I'm telling you. Uh, but I will tell you this. I, mean, I will take a... that immortality p- pill the day my, my fucking robot android walks in the room and goes, fuck me, senpai. I'm all over. I'll fucking... I don't care how crippled I am. I don't care if my dick still works. I'll just finger her and stay alive forever to do it. You'd serve her then. Yeah. Then who's the robot here? <laughs> that was all her master plan. Well, that that would be that would be the huge part of the debate, wouldn't it? Whether or not you age once you take the pill, if you're locked in. I think uh, based on stuff that CRISPR's 
the potential that CRISPR has, you wouldn't age, but you also wouldn't get younger. It'd keep you at the a stasis of yeah, when you started it. That sounds it. disgusting. I don't want to do that unless I'm like Why? this age. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't want to be 60 enough. and like just... Yeah. yeah. Well, what if you're like 60 like but in the same shape, you know what I mean? Like there's 60-year-olds that are still in good shape and healthy. I won't be. But I'm, they still I'm look 60. Now, I won't be. No, they don't look 60. Like... If I didn't tell you, Andrew, would you guess my dad's 60? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. That was a bad example. I'm sure there's a lot of 60-year-olds <laughs> that don't look 60. Oh, yeah, there are. I don't know, man. Like, would you rather be dead than 60 forever? I'd rather live. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you don't look 60, you still feel 60, and that's got to suck. Because, I mean, sure, I'm 43, and in fat guy years, that's like 90, but still... You know, I just, I just like all the time. I'm like, man, the human body was not meant to live this long. We were meant to die at 35. Jesus. I always think about that a lot. Actually, the fact that primordial cavemen and the quote unquote natural human had an average lifespan of like 27. Oh, if that, a weird yeah. thought. And I also, I love how there's like this uh, subculture, it's not even a subculture anymore, but this massive group of people that think that people lived longer and were healthier back in, you know prehistoric times so they want to drink raw water and eat eggs oh, out yeah. of chicken ass and whatever isn't that the whole paleo we... shit no paleo is just oh. wants to follow that old style diet and there's there's some reasoning behind mm. that but there's merit behind yeah. that i don't blame paleo people they're not as bad as just ignoring science yeah they, they're not denying science they're just trying something a bit out there but i'm talking like the raw water crowd that just drinks unfiltered bacteria laden water and gets sick it's fucking remarkable. Beautiful. Is yeah. it yeah. like, have we come full circle from that beam? Because that used to be like the very far religious right because of the whole Bible shit. Like, uh, you know, the first humans, they would live like 600 years and shit. So maybe they would have been into that sort of thinking. But I, I don't think they're the ones who are not buying raw water. It has to be like the San Francisco elite or some shit. Yeah, no. Uh, the guy who made the Juicero, he started a big raw water movement. And it's just really wealthy people. Dying of dysentery. The Juicero right. crashed too. That man knows how to sell a scam. Oh, Wait, dude, the guy's the guy's a genius at manipulating stupid people, man. He's got a great... So what story. was give the us, give us, Yeah, give us yeah, the big picture. What is all this? The Juicero was this... Are you familiar with it, Boogie? Yeah, it's one of the dumbest pieces of technology. Yeah. It was literally, it was literally a, a, a three hundred dollar machine that lightly squeezed a bag of juice for you. That's all it did. But the juice, the juice was by <laughs> subscription, and if you got other juice packets, it wouldn't work. It's a juice machine that had digital rights management. Yeah, you basically yes. shoved a Capri Sun in there, and then opened your Capri Sun, and it slightly pushed it out for you into a glass for three hundred dollars. Tired of squeezing your own juice? There's got to be an easier way. But Andrew, that, that's the best part. If if you put like a third-party juice pack in there, the machine would just refuse service. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was a machine. It had DRM. It was a machine with attitude, <laughs> really. God, I think Keurig tried to do that, too, and they got such a massive fucking backlash that they didn't end up doing that. I don't know how the fuck anyone ever thinks that's a good idea. They don't think it's a good idea. They just know people are stupid enough to think that a subscription-based juice packet juicer is a good idea. <laughs> they it's know really it's stupid. Not. Coffee, maybe. Coffee's just such a gigantic industry at this point. So Maybe mm -hmm. coffee, yeah. yeah. The problem is you can get coffee anywhere, though. You don't have to fucking subscribe to coffee, you know? Yeah, where can you squeeze <laughs> your juices apart from the juicero? That's true. Really? Nowhere. <laughs> 
But that's that only speaks to how important coffee is in our lives these days, right? So it's ubiquitous. You, you want it as a you know almost delivered to your door. But who the fuck goes around wishing for juice <laughs> at any given time of the day? I just love how their solution was to like take two pieces of just straight squares and just push the packet as slowly as possible. <laughs> I don't remember who did it. I think it was like the like Edinburgh Technology Institute or something. I don't fucking know. I'm not familiar with the, the company, but they did a comparison of how fast it would be to just squeeze a Juicero packet versus using the machine. It was like two minutes faster to just squeeze it with your hands. It took 10 seconds. The Juicero <laughs> took like five minutes. <laughs> Is there any products you've ever looked at, Boogie, and you're like, God damn, that's some really stupid shit, excluding the Juicero, of course. Like most of them, I'm, I'm kind of a, like a real cynic when it comes to technology. Um, like Beats headphones are just awful, and I can't understand why they became so stupidly popular. Um, Dr. Dre. I, I, yeah, I, just I, Dr. Dre. I can't imagine why you would ever choose an iPhone over an Android or literally anything else. I like, why would you choose an iPhone over a flip phone that has no features? I don't know why you would want to be in their little nightmarish walled garden and i'm saying that knowing i own an ipad and use it every day but i certainly don't want that limitation on my fucking phone you know uh i don't want to pay four times as much for the same app you know i just i can't even comprehend it Uh, just most stuff like that that's fair yeah a lot of it just boils down to consumers not doing their own research Uh, me for example i have an iphone as you probably well know (laughs) don't you have two no why would I have two iPhones? I thought you, want, <laughs> My I burner? Thought you literally. I thought you literally had an old one that you just used oh. for cryptos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I use it to check the. Prices. Well, then you do have two. But yeah. Yeah. you do have two. It's, a, it's like a six-year. It's a six-year-old iPhone. It doesn't work anymore. It's Charlie, just, is can, the answer to the question: Do you own two iPhones? Yes or no? I mean, it doesn't work. I, I, uh, I I'm sorry. Yes or no? Okay. That's the only question. Oh yes. All right. We win the semantics game. Please continue. <laughs> Well, Charlie, as long as you're not blind, you can recognize a good product. Do, do any of them come to your mind? Yeah, I can think of... Any clarity in your eyesight? Yeah, I think my eyes have really opened, and a, a big part of that's thanks to the Hubble contacts. Would you like to tell them about it, Andrew? I think Boogie wants to tell them about it. I'm just kidding. I'll tell I gotta tell you something. I <laughs> love Hubble contacts. They are, without a doubt, the best contacts. Now, I can't use contacts, and I've never used these particular contacts, but since they're paying you guys, I fucking love them. <laughs> what a fantastic endorsement oh what an amazing endorsement look now what if i told you that's you listening at home none of you chuckle fucks that i'm talking with right now that you can get a fresh pair of lenses every single day for less 60 contacts for 30 dollars. do the math that's a dollar a day half the price of other brands go to hubblecontacts.com you will get your two weeks free that's 15 pairs of lenses for free go to hubblecontacts.com get your two weeks of lenses for free hubblecontacts.com you really can't beat this deal hubble is offering my listeners how many weeks did i say jackson were you paying attention two uh uh, two weeks two weeks that's right two weeks two weeks that's 15 pairs holy shit it's 15 pairs of free contacts so you go to hubble days of sight you go to hubblecontacts.multiplechoice. Is it org, gov, or com? Uh, com. Com. Oh, it is com. Beautiful. You're right. Hubblecontacts.com. Is it dot com? Are you saying com? Yes. Com. Dot com. As in communicate <laughs> my com. Hubblecontacts.com 2020 vision for half the price. Listen, four eyes. You don't want to wear that gla- those glasses all the time, do you? 
Like if you're in a dorm with your friends and maybe you have the chicks over, you want to play Twister, your glasses are going to fall out. You're going to be looking for him like a goober. Meanwhile, she's like spinning your left hand on red and it's going to end on her ass, but you cannot even locate her ass. That's why you need contacts. <laughs> All right. Amen. So HubbleContacts.com. Now I have a question. I have that problem. How much, how much okay. is that a day? How did it come out to $2 a day? No, Boogie. Jesus. No, $1 a day. Jesus Christ. $1 a day? That's insane. It's like you weren't listening. I, I contacted a guy out of Mexico to try to replace my left eye, which is the, the lazy one, and they said it's $5,000 per eye if, if they're going to cut it out of an orphan. And so if you think about that, that's you can get 2,500 days. No, that's 5,000 days worth of contacts. The price of one well, eyeball. Go to Hobo. And no orphan time. Think of all the orphans you save by using Hub. I couldn't follow the mathematics there, but as long as the orphans are shaped, that's all that matters. Use Hubble. You won't have to kill a Mexican orphan. Hubblecontacts.com. We will save the orphans. Great. Dot com. <laughs> Google it. You'll find it. Don't we have, like, a personalized link? How are they going to know it's, it was us? It was one hell of an endorsement. Uh, I was on the call-in. They said that uh, when you go to, like... Uh, apparently, there's somewhere you can select, like, how you heard about them and we're on the list. Oh, oh well, we'll select sure us, you then. choose that option. Yeah. yeah. Do they have, like... Do they have, like, cat-eye well, cat contacts or anything cool like that, I wonder? If the listener wants to know, <laughs> they should probably go to the website right now to find out. Wouldn't that be yeah. cool? Oh, yeah. Tell Look, guys, listening. Through if, us. That's it. All if, right. Enough. Enough. If Andrew, you have Jesus. any questions about Hubble, just go there. <laughs> Tell them we sent you there. So, Boogie, I think one topic a lot of people would like to touch on is your weight loss, your tremendous amount of weight loss recently. Well, let, let me just cut you off here. The answer is yes, I can see my dick again. And I'm really proud. It's nice. That, now we're cooking. Uh, All right. End the podcast. How long has it been? How long has it been since you last saw him? Jesus. I mean, uh, your mom came over like a month before the surgery <laughs> and she was wearing oh, mirrored shit, sunglasses son. and I could just see it there. But other than we'll that, we'll be no. right back with Nick Cannon's Wild and Out right after this. God damn. <laughs> I've got to go call my mom. Tell her I said hi and tell her again I'm sorry about the AIDS. Fucking <laughs> nailed. No, but uh but but oh. it'd been it'd been a good decade. I think it had been about a good decade, honestly. God damn. I mean, other wow. people had seen it. They'd assured me he was okay, you know? He's <laughs> still breathing. <laughs> He's still there. You know? He's holding on. He's really depressed, and he misses the sun. He needs some, he needs some fucking vitamin D. It looks like he's wearing Hubble. <laughs> <laughs> Just one contact lens on the end. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, but yeah, to answer the, the answer the question more directly, I I um I've been struggling with my weight my entire life. The the major reason I got so fucking fat is because of my suicidal tendencies and my chronic depression and this stuff. And I was eating to die, not eating to live. I was trying to kill myself with food because I didn't have the balls to pull the trigger. I tried at fifteen. I tried again at thirty. It just couldn't get seem to get it right. And you know, I I didn't really want to die, but I also. I don't know, food made me feel better and it also was killing me. So it was like a dual-edged blade. And, you know, I really struggled like the five years prior to starting to really lose weight. I would lose, uh, my biggest ever was 587. I'd get down to 500, I'd go back up to 560. I'd go back down to 500, I'd go up to 530, I'd go up to 500. Overnight, I just couldn't break 500 to save my life for some reason. I didn't have the discipline. I couldn't stick with it. I'd plateau for a month or two and get super frustrated and then, like, go back to eating poorly. And 
And then I walked into my doctor's office and my blood pressure was like 230 over 170. And he's like, you're dying. And I'm like, okay, what do we what do? What was your heaviest? Two, 287. Your peak. Yeah, or 587. And, um, and I was, I mean, you know, yeah. they're like you, you need to get gastric bypass this year. So let me consult with a surgeon. And the surgeon's like, I normally don't operate on somebody your size, but if you can prove to me, you can lose at least 40, 50 pounds over the next few months. Then, and the, we'll do the liquid diet. We'll do the surgery. Um, because you're dying, and if we if we don't do it, I mean, you're you could drop dead any minute the way your heart's going. And I'm like, okay, so let's get it done. So I started cutting back on what I was eating, and and started uh, cutting out the sugar and cutting out the salt and taking the heart medication and all that stuff. And saw an endocrinologist to try to get my hormones right and make sure I was on the right medications to control the diabetes and stuff and and get enough testosterone to build muscle. And it was just this huge ordeal. Um, to finally mm-hmm. get my body into a place where it was ready to lose weight because I had screwed it up so severely over the years due to inactivity and poisoning myself with just the wrong foods and the wrong amount of foods. And then, um, do you feel like this may be your first more tangible uh, act, the gastric bypass? Because I've been following your channel for years. I even remember you on my six hundred pound life. I think it was right. You know, no, no, I they offered me that show. I never did it, but I did do. Super size versus super skinny out of uh, the UK, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I'm sorry. With that one doctor, what's his name? Chris, Christopher some shit. Christian something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, you know, on your channel, you've had several videos saying, you know, I tried losing weight. It's uh, it just not that easy. And it, it would almost be a yearly video that you would do yep. talking about how you tried and just couldn't realize it. And now for the first time, it seems you're actually successful in it. Right, and and a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, even though I'm going through like one of the roughest patches of my life through a divorce and and now having to cut out food as my you know my coping tool and stuff like that, um, I'm still very very successful because the surgery forces you to be. And I've relearned how to eat, and I've relearned discipline, and I've you know picked the right foods and the, and, and got away from the wrong foods, and and used this as like a rehab. And I've lost a hundred and let's say I was five forty. Five before the surgery, I'm uh, three eighty seven today, so whatever that comes out to. Um, and the, since surgery day was four ninety two to three eighty seven a.m. That's impressive, man. I think you proved. Yeah, it's super impressive. I think you proved a lot of people wrong. Well, I mean, uh, those, but a lot of those people again. At the end of the day, they're just going to say uh, surgery is cheating. Surgery is the easy way out. I, they weren't there when I was bleeding buckets. They weren't there when I was vomiting blood. They weren't there when I was constipated for a month and stuff. You know, but. Would you say by your point, surgery is kind of a necessity? Yeah, I was, it was either that or die. I, it was either that or find this mental fortitude and discipline that I just didn't have um, and and just try to invent that out of nowhere, which I think at the end of the day, whenever people ask me about the gastric bypass surgery, I always say, if you can lose the weight any other way, that's the way to do it. The natural way, the normal way, the healthy way, the correct way, that's how you should do it. And you need to put 110% effort into it. I do feel like I put 110% effort into it. Most of my viewers don't, and that's fine. But I was here struggling, crying, crying over the toilet while eating secret pizza that I didn't want my wife to know about. You know, oh, like what, and I'm, what I'm, as every man does. Right, and I'm crying yeah. about the thing I'm crying about is eating the pizza. The thing that's making me sad is that I'm eating the pizza that I'm currently eating. You know. And like, wow. I don't, know. I don't see the cheating argument to be any having any merits. Uh, that I seems agree. ridiculous. I can't see how that is. It's easy to fall into that mentality to blame that because that let's say you have a girl who's like two hundred pounds, and instead of 
working out or doing something that's still within her means, she decides, oh, I'm going to drink weight loss tea or take pills. You know, that's like you're trying to cheat. It's probably not going to work. But if it's at this point, at the point where you were, it's you're just using medical science. It's like if you get your arm cut off and you have it reattached rather than living without an arm, that's not cheating. I would agree. Mm -hmm. I would agree. But at the end of the day, I don't fault anybody for feeling how they feel about it. That's fine. At the end of the day, I did what I needed to do to stay alive. And now over the last few years, like I finally decided I wanted to live and I'm still like very suicidal. I still have like suicidal tendencies and I make a lot of suicide jokes and stuff. Um, And because I'm still dealing with depression and still dealing with anxiety and it's been a rough couple months for sure. Um, But at the end of the day, I I have uh, like so many people to live for, whether it's my support structure with my friends and family or that's the audience, you know, there's a core audience out there that's really rooting for me and I definitely never want to let those guys down. And so I'm finally at a point where I just kind of want to fight and kind of want to live and this was the tool to do it with. So fault me for it if you want, but as long as I'm staying alive, I don't care. I mean, an even simpler an even simpler perspective is the, those people who are judging you for it, like, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, right. Yeah. You did what was yeah. best for you for yourself. Right. Like, who gives a shit what their opinions are? If you're, oh, you're cheating or, oh, that's unnatural. Like, fuck them. Who cares? You did yeah. what was good for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Oogie, I, I have a question. This came up first with Ethan from H3 when we had him on a couple of weeks ago, and he, he also struggles a little with his weight loss, and we talked about addiction. I personally used to be quite judgmental about fat people, you know, when I was younger. I'd, I'd be on that whole fat people hate binge. Oh, yeah. And now I see how that's really, really fucking stupid because, like, do you ever, are you scared that maybe one day the cravings and the addiction will come back? Because to me, I personally feel like food addiction is the most insidious kind because with every other uh, thing that you can become addicted to, like, let's say, drugs, right? If you have a good trip, you immediately notice within minutes. If you have a bad trip, you especially notice. If you drink alcohol mm-hmm. and all your friends leave and suddenly you're all alone in your room and the room is spinning and you can't even close your eyes, otherwise you're going to vomit, you notice the bad effects of your addiction immediately. But food addiction is different. You don't. It, it doesn't happen within minutes. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes years until one day you look in the mirror and you're like 600 pounds or you know, so fat and you don't know how you even got there. But I think the worst part of it is with every other addiction, you can cut it out immediately and you never have to do it again. You can stop playing video games, you can stop drinking alcohol, stop taking drugs, right. but food, you can't actually just cut out 100%. Yeah, You have to eat yeah. three meals. It's like if an alcoholic went to the doctor and the doctor said, listen, we've got to get you off the five bottles of vodka a day, but you can't stop entirely. You still need to have three drinks a day. That's horrible. Yeah, well, I I think that's one of the biggest issues facing it. And the the other thing I think, we live in this, like, biggest loser culture where, you know, they they romanticize this idea of losing 150 pounds in a year, which is even difficult for a lot of people I've met in support group after the surgery. They literally alter you to lose weight. They make your body super efficient. And, and even those people can struggle to lose that much weight in that period of time. And so I think we see that on the front page of Reddit every day. We see those YouTube success stories and we're like, well, if he wants to lose weight, he'll lose it in the next six months. But for some people, it's a, a matter of learning the discipline and relearning and, and, and then fighting their mm-hmm. own uh, genetics and their own metabolic issues and, and, and things along that lines. And I know my genetics, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> but you know, it's a very real thing. My body was not producing testosterone for the first 40 years of my life, I had literally had to start injecting it into my leg in order to you have to You should have played more Magic the Gathering. 
I know that's that's what I would have done it. Um, but <laughs> just fucking sit around and flop cards around that that would have that would have produced the testosterone. Maybe maybe a little bit of exercise and maybe ever seeing the sun for the first time would have been useful. But mm-hmm. um, but now I'm literally injecting it in my legs so I can finally build some muscle so I have a half decent BMR. And I was t- I had to get off the medications that were making me fatter and I had to cure the diabetes because. Having screwed up blood sugar makes it even more difficult to burn fat and so on and so forth. But speaking of food addiction, this podcast is sponsored by Blue Apron. Oh, nice! I love those guys. I've never cooked their food. I've never eaten their food. But you know what? Since they're paying you, I fucking love them. <laughs> speaking of crippling life issues and an addiction to food, BlueApron.com. We're all addicted. You don't have to worry about. Uh... Getting fat on Blue Apron food, it's impossible. The ingredients are too fresh, and they're too well delivered to your doorstep. Tell them about it, Kaya. It's so horrible. You're throwing me under the bus, so I have to interrupt this legit discussion with some horrible ad everybody's gonna hate now. Like, all of Boogie's fans, they're like, oh, they're, they're having such a deep and cool discussion about this. Finally, he's opening up, and they're being so nice, they're making good points, and now we're just shilling some fucking product ad. We, we, we could jump back to the discussion. I just figured we'd get on it before things got too serious into food is the devil, food is evil. <laughs> well, food isn't the devil. Listen, I'm just gonna... Sh- Gonna, let's get this over with. Blue Apron, you know what they do. It's blueapron.com slash official. They deliver to your door. They deliver you recipes and all the ingredients. You need to make those recipes, those delicious meals. In under 45 minutes, even if you don't know how to cook, that's their little shtick. You know, you don't have to even know how to cook and you can make it. It's flexible. Mm-hmm. You get new recipes every single week, every single day. You can switch it up, whatever. They're high quality, no, no GMO, no... Uh, added hormones and any of that shit they're delicious they're lighthearted. let's do our usual thing of reading the, the the dishes they sent i'll start it's quick bucatini which with broccoli and pecorino cheese which apparently it, it looks like spaghetti with delicious stuff in it there you go it's healthy <laughs> broccoli and cheese <laughs> uh, i've got pan fried chicken breast with sweet tangy zucchini which looks yum it's like uh rice with some chicken on it and uh zucchini on top mm-hmm. i have uh mine is chicken nuggets with szechuan sauce <laughs> and uh, a, uh, an angry cat's semen and it comes with a blu-ray of season one of rick and morty right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well i, I... I, I got the uh, the power card here. I drew Italian-style shrimp and sweet peppers. That's what happens when you believe in the heart of the cards. But get this, boys. It's also over Fragola Sarda Pasta. It, Beautiful. Wow. It looks wow. like... I didn't even know that existed. Neither did I. <laughs> Holy crap. And, and I got Parmesan-crusted steaks with mashed potatoes and broccoli. It looks like oh. Parmesan-crusted steaks with mashed potatoes and broccoli. Blue Apron dot com slash official send us your favorite dish tweet it at us write some fan fiction for the shout outs next week tell us why you love blueapron.com slash official in the comments anyway boogie you, you were saying i'm saying i'm saying this blue apron stuff looks pretty good i haven't eaten all day you were wondering if the cravens <laughs> no. were coming back let me tell you something they're coming back right now because i'm at blueapron.com oh god <laughs> and I'm, t- I'm talking about the despair and the Oh right! Yeah, enough of the fun. How close were you to dying? Yeah, well, let's bring it back down. So let's talk about being suicidal some more. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. No, but but you know, but I, here's the thing: if somebody like Ethan, I love Ethan, you know. But Ethan, you're not fat. You're a little overweight. You're you're doing a very good job of beating your. <laughs> you're doing a very good job. Take that. Of, Prove him wrong, Ethan. Fake fatty. You're doing G- gain eighty pounds, then talk to us. You know, Ethan, you're doing a really good job of keeping your addiction in in check. And I wish I was as as good at it as you. And I'm so proud of Ethan for doing such a good job. That said. Someone who's as big as Ethan, chances are they like to eat. They might have a problem, but they're doing a pretty good job defeating it. If if, the, if you're 100 pounds or more overweight, chances are um, maybe you're just a person who really likes food and didn't realize you were doing it to yourself. But I think by the time you get to 200 pounds overweight, 300 pounds overweight, there's some serious mm-hmm. issues there. And I've been to Overeaters Anonymous mm-hmm. and group chats and more talked to more uh, fans who are obese than I can count at this point. And they all tell me the same thing. It's it's chronic anxiety. It's chronic depression. I got raped. I got beat. I got tortured. I got this. You know, I got molested as a kid. And this is why I do this. This is why I do this. And it's almost universally like that. And it's not even like uh, unintelligent people. I think that's normally, you know. And I, again, at the end of the day, I, I hate the health at any size movement. Because no, you can't be healthy at any size. Oh, You're yeah. literally Hell poisoning no. your body. You're destroying your. Thank you for God, saying yeah. that, Amen. Really. Really appreciate it. A fucking man. And I'm all for body positivity, but I'm also for improving that body, right? Like, you know, I, this is my body, and I, I, I don't hate myself because this is my body, but you know what? I still need to improve it because it's the only body I'm ever going to get, and I need to do better. And I think if you... That's an extremely healthy outlook. Right. And, 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 you know, but at, at the end of the day, people who make excuses, I think I get accused of that a lot. Um, I don't think it ever excused the behaviors, you know? Uh, the, the, the suicidal tendencies, the anxiety, the depression, that stuff to me is the reason it happened, but it never excuses it. There is no excuse for what I did to my body. I needed to do so much better and I needed to do better now. And it will never excuse the behavior. And if you, if you have those problems, know that that's why it's happening. That may be why you've done it. That may be why it happened, but you still have to do better. There is no excuse. You know, Mm -hmm. do you feel like sometimes those, uh, TV shows and news articles are doing a big disservice to you know people who are overweight you have something like my 600 pound life right and they will show a woman for example who is 600 pounds and she keeps making excuses and she is one of those people who say oh it's just whatever it's my metabolism it's not and nothing else the tv show will not tell you anything else whether she has any psychological problems or this or that and then people see that and judge every fat person based on that it's all of a sudden, you take one example and you extrapolate. Oh, they they must all be lying about themselves, right? And that's why they I try to excuses and that's why I try. Though I think I fail fairly often, and then certainly with the criticism I get, I believe that I must have. But I, that's why I try to be very responsible with it. Because when I was on YouTube, when I created my YouTube channel, I just was going to be one of those like old school like fat guy channels, like Fat Boy Get Down or like Fat Man. Just let people make fun of me. I didn't give a shit. I just was here to like make people laugh. And, like, to serve as a bad example, don't do the stupid shit I did, you know? Don't let your body look like this. Don't let your messed up teeth look like this. Don't do the stupid shit I did, right? Even, I, I think I've tried to, to turn that into a more positive message um, by saying, you know, even though the, even though I did all the stupid shit to myself, even though I made some mistakes, I'm able to find some joy in this life and, and some success in this life. And, you know, and you can too. Even if you screwed up, you can reverse it. Part of the losing weight is part of that to prove to people you know, I can do better and you should do better and you should got to believe that you can do better. And I, I do really genuinely believe like some people who are in the health at any size movement are doing harm. I do think that some people are in the body positivity, not all of them, not most of them, but some are doing a, a, a bad job. And yes, certainly sometimes the the failure episodes of my 600 pound life, which I've definitely watched that show, 
Um, I think they can definitely... I don't know. I, I don't really like that show because of how exploitive it is. It feels like a freak show. You know, mm-hmm. like they, yeah. there's so little dignity. Oh, entirely, yeah. Right? That's why I used to watch it. Like I said, I, I was one of those fat people hating assholes and it just... I used to go on these binges on YouTube. I've probably seen every single documentary about fat people on YouTube. It's It really is just, hey, here's a freak. Let's laugh at him or her. Right, right. So you mentioned them, the health at every size. Do, do you get a lot of comments from, you know, the crabs in the bucket who want to drag you down and maybe accuse <laughs> you of, hey, how dare you lose the weight? You know, it's really funny. I thought, I very naively thought, a lot of the people who criticize me for the weight the fat people hates and the 4chans and some of the subreddits and stuff like that, I thought those guys were going to, like, really be excited when I lost the weight. And some of them are angrier than ever and are just, like, attacking <laughs> harder than ever. And, like, you know, some of them, of course, use the, the most obvious answer, which is, he didn't do it the natural way. This doesn't count. He should have he lost the weight the natural way, fucking pussy. Doesn't matter what he does. Well, if I can still see my dick again, I can still see my dick again. And it doesn't matter how I got there to me, but that's fine by you. Uh, but then, it, like, they now they're trying to, like, genuinely criticize me, and they have to make stuff up. Like, they have to invent new stuff. There's plenty of reasons to legitimately criticize me. My content's not that good. My production value's non existent. I ain't that funny. Uh, you know, I'm an ugly dude. I am aware of all these things. They attack me for that. But then they have to, like, invent bizarre scenarios of me getting cocked by someone's BBC and all this like crazy <laughs> shit. And I'm just like, uh, okay. I mean, if that's what you need, but yeah, it's really, it's surprising. My audience has been amazing and my core audience has been amazing. And I met a lot of new people have come in in the last six months to a year since I've been talking about the surgery and talking about the weight loss and, and, you know, um, but then, then there's plenty of people who have this like perception of me that just doesn't feel like it's based in reality to me. Um, but you know, I don't know. Perception is nine tenths of reality, so you know. Well, it's the internet. On the internet, you play by their rules. If you don't do things the way they yeah. want you to do, you're gonna get you're gonna get ass blasted. Right. It, yeah. It's sad. You're always gonna get ass blasted for whatever you do anyway. Really. Two weeks ago, I I had a Twitter nervous breakdown, which I'll have every once in a while due to my anxiety disorder. Eventually, I'll just like fight back for some reason. And the reason I chose to fight back this time was because it was like a bunch of journalists. There's like a woman who was a fact checker at the New York Times. There's someone like VG247. There was like somebody, I think there was somebody from Polygon or Kotaku or one of those. Um, someone from too. PC Gamer. And they were, I did not PC right. Gamer. God, oh my it. God. But I, I used to read that growing up. I mean, I know it's nothing now, but it, it like sucked, you know? And, yeah. and so this sentence is now true. I got eviscerated by the liberal tolerant left because I was criticizing Trump. Not enough. That is that is a sentence that now makes sense in my life, and it's it's right. I wasn't criticizing Trump enough. I was criticizing Trump for the wrong reasons. You know, it's this whole video mm-hmm. game thing, and I was like, can this just orange bastard leave this one thing alone? Can I just have one thing in my life? Can I just? Can you guys finally, for the first time since I was born, leave video games out of it for fucking just a week, just one week? You know, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my god, where were you when DACA was getting repelled? Where were you when they were taking away healthcare? And I'm like. <laughs> Where was I when they were trying to take away healthcare? I'm literally an alt right meme about healthcare. Google my name and healthcare and look at the just fucking fake tweets and idiocy that got thrown at me for daring say, hey, you know, without healthcare, I might die and and I really need it right now. It sounds very similar to the Taylor Swift meme that's going around where Taylor Swift is she the one? She tries to stay out of politics. Mm -hmm. And so liberal lefties they just get mad about her staying out of politics 
It's like, well, why is Taylor Swift not commenting on North Korea? Oh, man. Everyone needs to conform. Yeah, I love... I don't know if you guys saw this. Let's all turn to Taylor Swift about her opinions. They're really? Right, because exactly. she's so educated on all these issues and definitely the source to listen no, to. She isn't, but point, like, she knows she isn't. She wants to stay out of it. She knows well, she's that a fucking joke I was making. Yeah. Mu- musician. That's a good thing, but how dare she? Well, no, that's the that's the observation I'm making. Like, a girl who writes fucking country songs about loving your name. Like, that's the one who I want to know what her nuclear policy with North Korea is. Right. Yeah, that and 16-year-olds. She made a post, I think it was either 2016, maybe it was even last year. She made a, what a great year it was, and everyone attacked her because oh. they personally didn't have a good year. <laughs> <laughs> So they were just coming at her. How fucking dare you? This was the worst year ever. My mom lost her dog because I fucked his wife or something, you know? And it's all these things. And it's all Taylor Swift's fault because she had a fun year. Taylor Swift should have known that. And I think I think that's one of the... That was, a, like, my major defense here. Is just like, I don't, I, I don't fucking understand still tariffs. I don't understand what that's going to do to the economy. Do I look like I have a fucking economics degree? I'm a YouTuber. I'm a narcissist who likes video games, right? You should ask Taylor Swift. You know, like, ask Taylor Swift what she thinks about still tariffs. But I don't know. I don't understand DACA. I don't have a fucking clue. I don't even know what DACA stands for, honestly. So I understand that people are getting kicked out of the country, and that sucks. But I don't know if it's better or worse. It doesn't sound better for the people getting kicked out. But at the end of the day, I, I don't really fucking know. Okay, I do know health insurance getting taken away will kill me, so I'll fight for that one. When it comes to video games, that's my fucking bailiwick. That's my forte. They, you literally threw a softball in my lap. Of course, I'm going to defend the fucking hobby I love and the people that work in the industry. And why the fuck aren't you, Mister PC Gamer? Why the fuck aren't you defending the, the 10 million people that work in this industry and the hundred million pe- the, the billion people across this country that play video games every day? Why aren't you? Why are you picking me apart? Yeah, Mr. PC Gamer. Mr. New York <laughs> New Yorker Fact Checker or whoever, you know, fuck. I know these people are pretty much irrelevant these days. I get more page views off of a video of me jumping into a pool than they'll get on their entire website <laughs> over a fucking month, but that's fine. Like, still... <laughs> when I join the fight, you should welcome me to the fucking fight, right? You, right? You know, but no, I get eviscerated. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go back to just being complacent. I guess that's what you want. You, you know? No, man. I, but Boogie, did you not enjoy the complete 180 that those outlets did once Trump joined them and agreed with them that video games are oh, bad. Of course <laughs> it's a, literally, that's been your whole shtick for the past decade. All of these outlets, Polygon, Kotaku, Sienna Huffpo, the entire left is literally just going on about how games create sexists, misogynists, racists, Nazis, homophobes, transphobes, and a whole slew of other buzzwords. And one day Trump decides, hey, you know why? You got a point. And all of a sudden, he's the asshole, and he's the, how dare he say that? <laughs> right, exactly. And I loved it. I loved watching certain pundits have to tuck their tail and go, oops, oh, oops, I'm in bad company now, huh? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll shut the fuck up. But here's the thing. Video games do not influence you as a fucking person in the same way, maybe even like porn or fucking books or even movies do. I, I, I've been playing Mario for fucking 30 years, and I've only stomped like 12 turtles to death at this point. That's not, yeah, you got to get that number up. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. But, Boogie, you know what? I, I'm going to tell to your face you're way too nice. I am, and that's okay. You're way too nice. I, I feel like the Care Bears watch you. 
look, and I, then they go home. I, look, and they I know, I know <laughs> that. But at the end of the day, people are like, "Are you doing it for marketing reasons?" No, it's some shitty marketing reasons. Are you doing it because you're non-confrontational? No, I have to be pretty confrontational about the people who don't like how nice I am. They yell at me about it, and I'll be nice to them too. And it sucks having to stand my ground on, on those issues. But you know, uh, but at the end of the day, this is something that's so important to me. And it's just the way I broke. A lot of people who go through the things I went with, they become full-fledged narcissists. They become full-fledged uh, psychopaths. They, they can only think about themselves. They become slopstick. I broke the other way. I, I, I'm so eager to not cause harm in other people. I'm so eager to not hurt other people. I don't want people to... I don't want to be a source of someone's sleepless night. I don't want to be the source of someone's pain. And there's enough pain in this world already. He can find pain on his own. I don't fucking need to do that to people. I don't want to do that to people. Yeah. And when I do it to people, I feel like dog shit. And it's self-serving. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I want to be able to sleep at night, I know I need to be the best person I could be that day. And even if I had to eat a bowl of crow, even if I ate a pile of shit, even if I had to get taken advantage of a little bit that day, I'm okay with that because I know I was the best person I could be. And I put positivity in the world instead of negativity. And if I didn't do that, I don't know if I could sleep. Yeah, yeah. Try it. I think you could. No, no. I feel the same way. Like, if I don't get a good shave, I just can't even sleep, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was coming. It it had to before we got too far in. Oh, of course. No, it's perfect time. Oh, yeah. They they were having such a good discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Boogie was full-on cucking out, and now he's trying to talk about his pubes. Take take us there, Andrew. I'm getting a drink. I don't know anything about Dollar Shave Club. I've never used their products, but I fucking love them because they're paying you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take I'll will set the scene. You're you're alone on a Friday night as you're wont to do. You're sitting on the couch oh. watching a rerun of the second Matrix movie. Not not really sure why you're watching it because it's not that great. When someone calls you on your phone, you flip it over. Unknown number doesn't even have a profile picture attached to it for like a business. Nothing. You answer it and you say hello, and you, you hear a voice on the other end. And it says, dollarshaveglove.com. They deliver everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. And you're startled because you forgot you signed up for the recording that reminds you of the great deals the Dollar Shave Club has to offer you. <laughs> but as you listen to it, it says, for a mind-blowing experience, join Dollar Shave Club today. And for just $5 with free shipping, you'll get the six-blade executive razor. Literally, I want you to picture the far-off year of 2000. 2001, when five-blade razors were a novelty. We're up to six, motherfucker. Six-blade executive razor, plus trial sizes of shave butter, body cleanser, and one-wipe Charlie's. Then, the blades keep on coming for a few bucks more a month. You can get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash official. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash what, Boogie? Official? Oh, you fucking got it. <laughs> I, I think I've covered everything. Would anyone else like to step in? Can I? Because can I, I got to tell you, I just got a delivery from Dollar Shave Club myself. I, I have worked with Ooh. them. I got the, the, the shit shower and shave kit, and I tried those one-wipe Charlies, and they made my butthole feel so minty. It was great. Like, that's the only thing I want to wipe with now is the minty one-wipe Charlies. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There's an endorsement. Fresh in your mouth with rim jobs. The point is, do all that. Do all that, and you can use all that. It's pretty good. So, Boogie... official. There you go. So, Boogie, I, I kind of want to ask a question that's related to all these discussions, but it's uh, also one... So, we, we, of course, have Patreons, and they submit questions, and this seems to be the oh, question... Sure, I about that. This, this seems to be the question we've gotten from 
more people for sure than anyone in different forms. But uh, it's just a big question for motivation. And to kind of wrap it up as one big question, would you say that the uh, kind of affirming the consequences of what you were doing was your biggest motivation? Or what would you say are good things to kind of think mentally and losing weight and making those life changes for you? Um, when I went through the, like the whole, uh, eight months of courses and classes I had to take, uh, prior to the surgery, they talked a lot about non-scale victories. And I didn't think about that much, uh, prior. I was very focused on the scale. And I think the non-scale victories are like being able to buy clothes off the rack now, which is kind of cool in the right store or to be able to, uh, you know, dress a little better or look a little better or walk a little further or do a little more or, you know, uh, sex getting better or masturbation even getting better if that's all you're doing or, or whatever. Like all <laughs> these little, little things are so wonderful, right? And if the scale is is agreeing as well too, that's great too. But I, I think that's really it. I think there was so much in life I was missing out on and I didn't really know what it was like to experience them. But I'd experienced sitting in my room. I'd experienced sitting in my house. I'd experienced riding around VidCon in a Mark cart. You know, I, I'd experienced all these embarrassing, awful things. What, what, what's it kind of like if I'm not in a Mark cart? right? What's it like to, to walk down the damn street? What's it like to walk my dog around the full block? No, not right now, Sammy. Uh, but, uh, that's, I think that's the stuff that's motivated me through the process. You know, it's nice to, to, you know, and it's not like I even look that much better. I I'm still a weird, ugly bearded dude. I, you know, I, now I look like the Michelin man got caught in a tire fire and he just melted. It's bad. Like, it's so bad. You know, you're to talk about blue apron. What about the skin apron covering my dick right now? It's just awful. It's bad. You know, let, let's fry that up and eat it. It's a fucking living hell. My, my body's a nightmare. You know. Um, Go to skinapron.com slash boogie. Slash official. Um, but, right, but, you know, eventually what really was the catalyst is is – this whole time, I thought, man, I can't wait to die. Man, I can't wait to die. Man, I can't wait to die. Hey, you're dying. <laughs> oh. Well, I wonder if there's a hell. Because this sucked bad enough. I wonder if hell's worse. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to find out today. Hey, let's cut me up. <laughs> let's go ahead and get in there. Let's see. Watch it reorganize my body, and let's see what happens. But that's what it was. It was I think it was the fear of death was the biggest motivator. Um, I, you know, and the, the quality of life, I knew I'd never really experienced a quality of life and I have all this opportunity in front of me, right? This opportunity to travel for these events and to meet all these fans and, uh, you know, I do, do all this stuff I've never done before and why leave this place without trying it, you know? That's a beautiful motivator. I think. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I think the only wrong thing you can do is just to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I did that for seven years. I spent seven years, and at the time, in retrospect, I realized I was working on my mental health. I was in and out of therapy. I was working on uh, how to interact and socialize because I was very, very poor at it. So I was doing it over EverQuest and doing it over, you know, TeamSpeak and whatever apps we were using, and then World of Warcraft there, leading raids and learning how to become a better person. Uh, but I spent seven years leaving the house maybe once a week, maybe every couple of weeks. I was paying to have my groceries delivered by a friend. I was paying for delivery food, and it was the worst mistake. of I wasted seven good years, you know? It's expensive to be fat. It really was. It really there's is. A lot of, there's a lot of underlying costs in both, you know, not even just financially, but just your mental health and physical health. And it takes a lot of effort or a lot of a lot out of you to try to maintain that lifestyle. Yeah, you have to ex- you have to tip the prostitutes a big big number more. You need way more lube. <laughs> you know, it's just it's tough, man. Way more lube. Yeah. 
Just to just to grease up the whole area, you know. <laughs> just just slide around in there. You'll feel it eventually. <laughs> it's it's in there. I, I promise. Yeah. So speaking of uh, prostitutes, Charlie, do you want to ask Boogie our most illustrious question? Ooh, I'm a, my most illustrious question no, relating the, to prostitutes. The, the most illustrious podcast question. Do you masturbate? That well, that's simplifying it. Do you have any interesting masturbatory tales? Oh, well, how does that I relate figure to a man... prostitutes? Yeah, how, well, because yeah, well, hire a prostitute and, to masturbate. Why is the Charlie's trademark now? Because <laughs> he asks the guests every time. Oh, oh, not every time. Most times, a lot of times. Boogie, do you? I just figure you like sports. <laughs> uh, water sports? Yeah, sure. Are you you got to pee or? <laughs> I just figure a man Boogie's size would maybe have some interesting ones that people don't think about or wouldn't okay, so have experienced. There's this forum um, that I used to go on all the time for uh, morbidly obese people. It was active in the 90s. I think it's shut down now. But uh, I'm talking to people there, and I come across this one guy, and he's talking about how obese he is and how he wanted to know if it was appropriate to ask his nurse to masturbate him because he could no longer do it himself. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. That's it's sad. And I'm like, okay, man. Number one, how did you decide to eat yourself to the size? I don't understand. Do you actually have no way of getting yourself off, and so on and so forth? And he's like, well, I can still get myself off, um, but it's take very time consuming, and it's kind of like a lot of effort. And I'm like, well, you got to tell. Can't he just use right? one of those like selfie sticks, or you know, the maybe like one of those little things. grabber things at Walmart? Maybe, but yeah. uh, what he was doing was he was. Pressing his legs around his fupa fat, um, which then surrounded his erect penis, and using that to manipulate his penis until he ejaculated into his inverted fat fold. <laughs> this man's figured it out. <laughs> like a vacuum seal. Life will find a way. It's like a billiards <laughs> trick shot. Yeah, and, uh, and, so, and so I'm like, well, if you can't reach down there, who cleans you up? And he goes, well, obviously my nurse when she comes in on Mondays and Thursdays. <laughs> and so this guy jerks off on a Saturday, and then he's just covered down there in this area that he can't reach or clean until Tuesday. Oh, oh. oh yucky. Oh, inconsiderate. Right. An, an and, asshole. and at that point... Thank you, Boogie. You might be the first guest to make me vomit. At, at that point, just go ahead and ask the nurse to jerk you off, because she is clearly a glutton for punishment. She does not give <laughs> you a fuck. <laughs> you want to just skip some steps here? Just, just do it for Those me. people are saints. Like When, when yeah, you watch really? a documentary, oh, the nurses who are washing the really uh, bedridden patients... Uh, out of obesity, that those women—they deserve a medal. Fuck, fuck whoever is getting Nobel Peace Prizes these days. Fuck those people. Right. Give I, it to that nurse. And I will say, at the end of the day, I never had to have a nurse, but my wife, especially in like the post-surgery thing, what are the people like? You're going through a divorce, and you're not that angry at your wife, and I'm angry, but I'm not that angry. I guess I'm not your normal divorce level of angry, but then again, I'm not that angry of a person. But it's because I mean, for the last year of my life, she was practically my nurse. She had to do all kinds of horrible, terrible shit, you know. Uh, helping me from the the bed to the 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 living room and back and forth. There was periods of time where I literally couldn't pick things up out of the floor, couldn't put my own shoes on comfortably. Uh, literally everything uh, had to be taken care of. And then post surgery, that woman was covered in piss and shit and blood. It was just it was a nightmare for both of us. Uh, the surgery recovery. I mean, there was literally a day I lost oh, about a good pint of blood just out of the, one of the surgical wounds because I had this giant cyst, and she's literally holding a bucket, like a blood bucket. And she like, this is a woman who can't Oof. look at blood. She can't see blood. And so she saw me through all of that and, you know, then decided she needed to go. And 
I wasn't, I was kind of ready for her to go. I mean, we, we'd had a rough couple of years and I was just like, all right, that's fine. Thanks for, you know, literally going through hell with me. High five. I guess that kind of thing does kill a marriage, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. I love, yeah, yeah. I love picturing that your very last interaction was high fiving each other right, and then right. she walked away into the sunset. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for, uh, thank you for a marriage. See you later. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. A little pat on the ass. Good game. They did tell me. They did tell me all the time uh, in the the pre op surgery. They're like, and I can remember your support structure is very important, but it can't always just be your spouse because eighty five percent of marriages failed because of the surgery. Eighty five percent of marriages fell because of the surgery. And like at the two month mark, my ex wife is like, "So I really think we need to separate for a while." And I'm like. It's not supposed to fail two months in, sweetheart. You don't you don't get it. It's supposed to take a year or so, right? <laughs> like, I get, I get, I, I understand that they've been priming you for this, but um, <laughs> they planted they planted the idea, right? Yeah. It's like Inception. <laughs> like, hey, they told you, but yeah, you know, but yeah. <laughs> but, to, but to th- sorry, but to throw sorry. it back to sorry, like the the talking about the cravings and stuff coming back, they definitely came back when, uh, you know, we separated and, and I, I wasn't able to really cook at home yet. Um, and I really hadn't hired anybody for the process. Yeah. I have somebody now is helping out quite a bit, but, um, I'm like, you know, now I probably should start eating at restaurants again. Maybe I should just start getting fast food. That's the easiest way to do it. Maybe I can get delivery food. Um, and the good news is even when I did make those stupid mistakes and they were stupid mistakes that I'm not making anymore, um, my body is so limited. I would order, you know, five chicken fingers from this place in town called slim chickens. And I, I'd get a fries with it on the side and I could eat one chicken finger and I could eat three. And, you know, I, I, so I started going to restaurants and choosing healthier foods and much smaller portions. And, and, and now that now I finally figured out how to socially eat and how to eat when I travel and how to do this stuff. And, and that's the beauty of the surgery. Even when I fail, even when I fell, even when I failed, I was able to, to, to keep it in check and, and do it right and now i'm keeping in check and doing it right with without the surgery i mean the surgery's still there but i'm making the right choices finally so mm-hmm. it, yeah planted the good, good habits good. Mm-hmm. yeah it kind of forced me into it and thank god no. I, I guess that's the cheat right like that's the cheat even when i did screw up i couldn't screw up and i guess that's the cheat but what a great cheat if you had cheat codes in your life if you could hit rewind that moment that you accidentally came too quickly or slapped her in the face or whatever stupid shit you're doing in your fucking life like you told your job to go told your <laughs> boss to go fuck himself if you could hit rewind on that wouldn't you you had like oh, a cheat i would hold down yet? the rewind button until i physically couldn't anymore <laughs> exactly I do it like Edge of Tomorrow, though, where I do it over and over again. Until you're perfect but and back cool. to the original question, so should the nurse jack you off? What do you all he, think? He said, yeah. Oh, is it to all of us? I think, uh... Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Did, did the nurse jack you off? I don't think so. I don't think... I don't, Bucky, I don't did your nurse jack you off? Uh, well, she was my wife, and yes, she was quite giving in that department. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I, I think it depends on the circumstance. Like, if it's if it's that craving, and it's just to, like, get it out of your system, sure... But if you're well, being the nurse, the about nurse it, like, probably oh, yeah. isn't craving the jerk off an obese man. No, the obese man's craving the the manly release. Oh, I, I yeah, see what like saying, if he's yeah. got that that backed up testosterone and fat shit, and he just has to get it out of his system, then that's fine. But I don't think you should be all like, "Hey, will you uh give me a handy?" <laughs> can't they can't they hire like a prostitute, like a twenty bucks prostitute, just to come around? I, mean, I, I I you know I. Even at my 385 pounds, I still have so much body issues right now. I can't imagine it with this guy, 700, 800 pounds. What prostitute is going to do that? What woman is going to be like, 
you know what? I need the 150 bucks well, that fucking bad. Also, where is he getting 150 well, bucks? He can't get out of bed. Why is Inez meant to do that, though? I don't see... Like... Well, she's already coming in and cleaning up the aftermath anyway. She's well, already there. It boils down to, is is it a medical requirement, then? Is it a right exactly. that he has, I suppose? Which is one of the arguments incels make a lot, which is, does yeah. the government own you a woman? Basically, <laughs> if, you, if you can't get a woman, should the government provide you with one? <laughs> Kaya, I don't know how you do it, but every time you bring up a new incel fact, they just get stupider and stupider. It's amazing. <laughs> Holy lord. I still I still can't believe they shut down the incel subreddit because Rest man did I enjoy that. Oh, they're at incel.me now, if you if you're still into it. Oh, I'm so into it. It's one of my favorite They're apparently to read. listeners of our podcast, so here's your second shout out. I, I salute all of you, incels. Before I forget to ask, Boogie, there's, I was wondering, uh, now that you passed the surgery, you've learned how to eat and everything, do you also, are you more active now? Not necessarily working out, but are you, do you find yourself being more active, walking around more, etc.? Right, well, I'm waiting for my doctors to okay me for uh, heavier exercise. So right now they have me on very, very light because of my back injury. Right. And um, so like the other day, I got on the treadmill for 12 minutes or 11 minutes. I think I'm up to 12 minutes is my longest, and I managed to make it a little over a quarter mile and then, like, the next day, my back was just excruciating. So I called my doctor, and he's like, hey, don't do that. And I'm like, but, <laughs> but I need to. You just, you, my surgeon just told me if I don't start exercising now at the six-month mark, I'm not going to lose much more weight. I have to exercise. And he goes, yeah, but you know what? You can't exercise when we shatter the rest of what's left of that back. And I'm like, well, when are we going to work on the back then? And he's like, well, we got to get you into this guy. we got to get into that guy. And then we got to do the MRI. And then I'm like, you're talking months away. Now's the time i got to do it. And so I, I try to do as much as I can without upsetting my doctors or causing injury, which means walking around the house 10 or 15 minutes a day and uh, shadow boxing. I've been doing that a little bit, and I've been doing a little bit uh, <laughs> of, of upper body strength stuff um, and just trying to, to make sure that I get out of breath for 10, 15 minutes every day and whatever mm-hmm. it takes to do that. It's a good mentality. Right. One yeah. thing that uh, I think might help you, something very light but effective, is do you remember like in movies – they have those little hand things that you squeeze for like a very light forearm exercise. Those oh, yeah. actually help stimulate you mm. a bit. Are you talking about the grippers? Yeah, the yeah, grippers. two hand, yeah, yeah, two hand things that you squeeze together. Yeah, yeah. that actually helps stimulate your muscles a little. I do bit still have forearm, a shake so weight on a little bit. I do still have a shake <laughs> weight from a YouTube? Man, video. I have one in my drawer, and now I'm thinking of grabbing it out thanks to this. That's a flashlight, Andrew. <laughs> oh well, no, I have three of those in my closet. You know, right after I get divorced, I bought a flashlight, and I'm like, you know what? This will have to do for a while, I guess. And um, mm-hmm. and I just, man, I have no joy in that. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was, they are vastly overrated. Yeah, I just was like, this is mm. this is not fun. Right? Yeah, I I tried one once and was like, oh wow, this is all this is. Okay, <laughs> Mister Chad over here, this doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't feel like a woman at all. <laughs> did you? What? It's not going to rub my back. What the fuck? Did you warm it up in the like hot water like they recommend? <laughs> I don't remember. This was a long time I, ago. I did. I was like, you know what? All right, fine. Let's just go ahead and give it a shot, and let's see. And uh, I was like, nope. This is the saddest thing I've ever tried to do, I think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And not to offend any Fleshlight enthusiasts out there, the diehards. Right, Man, right. We, are, we are ruining some guy's life right now. Right. Some 600-pound Fleshlight-loving incel is listening yeah. to this, and his life is over. He's like, I hate this fucking boogie. He's a fucking race trader <laughs> sellout piece of shit. <laughs> he loves Trump. <laughs> 
it's probably boogie, driving uh, away sponsors. So Bad Dragon, if you want to sponsor us, go ahead. Man, well, I would absolutely sponsor Bad Dragon. Oh Bad Dragon's awesome. I'll disavow everything we've said oh i would i would pump any pussy they sent me like fuck god <laughs> jesus they are a ridiculous company i've only yeah. seen their dildos do they have vaginas oh my yeah, god yeah they have everything what, what do they model it after like are they animals well i i as the resident expert they, they have a judy hops flashlight oh so they, they are like animal based yeah they, so they they from I, I go there every so often because some of the things they add to their lineup are just how the fuck do they think of that? It is an amazing <laughs> splendor. It's like, it's like a candy store. It's you go to Willy Wonka's factory and go, oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Oh my god, there um, there is a there is something called Magnus's sheath. Okay, it's sixty dollars, <laughs> and presumably this is designed for me to fuck, I guess. But one of the patterns you can get is the question mark block from Mario. Oh yeah. So yeah. You, you can uh they they have full rainbow and everything, but uh from what I've seen, usually their stock is like 80% just shit they come up with and then 20% oh this popular furry thing came out. Let's do that. Like Zootopia was big. Uh I think po- my little Gordon. pony shit is on there. Any, any anything that was popular and furry, there's probably something you can buy there. What but, an uh, endorsement. We're not even exactly. Paid. Yeah, that's yeah. free right there, Bad Dragon. I, I think Bad, I think Bad Dragon's fucking cool. Like it's like it's like if they didn't do it, someone else would. You know. Now I need my sex android to have one of these vaginas. <laughs> oh, she should have like a like an old revolver style thing where it just yeah. like flips through different ones. Hello, master. Ooh. Which pussy would you like today? You want a fucked up masturbatory story? I'm gonna buy one of these sleeves in blue, and I'm gonna take it to the Avatar Two premiere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back and let you know how much jail time I spend. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. It's what James Cameron wants. It's signed by James Cameron, actually. When is that horse shit coming out? When is it coming out? I think yeah. he's filming like 12 I'm... of them in a row or something. So like yeah. 2020. They've announced what like is he doing? six of them. Six coming out like every two years or so. Jesus. I know people love to hate on those fucking movies, but th- that movie was the most horribly fucking depressing thing I'd ever seen in my life because it made me hate the shitty world I live in so much. Like, I just want to <laughs> go there and I want to ju- ju- fuck giant smurf pussy. That's all I want in the whole world. You know? <laughs> like, how could this yeah. How could this dude, like, you know, get into a, a, an avatar of these little, these blue creatures and, and get laid and here I am fucking single. This is killing me. So Halo, bro. I hated it because I was rooting for the I rooted for the Marines the entire movie. I was like, what? fuck the Navi. They're assholes. Take the planet. Earth wins. And then it never happened. <laughs> this, Damn. This, this is a reminder that the metal they were trying to get from that planet was called unobtainium, by the way. Which is a real element. What? Believe it or not. What? It's, it's not actually called unobtainium. Yeah, it is. Vibranium, you dickhead. <laughs> Wakanda! I mean, I just I just thought of it in the context of, like, realism. Like, if I were a man sitting on Earth, and I heard, oh, yeah, these big, badass Marines are going to this other planet to get this amazing element to use on Earth, I'd be like, yeah! Fuck the space aliens! Go get them, boys! You know? Yeah, but Andrew and they literally sleeps fuck with the, the guy. space aliens. They literally You're right, which, which means that it's bad to kill them. You're right. Well, well, it probably is bad it... to kill them. That's not what I meant. No, but like you're gonna be biased after she gives you her poon and just gives you that hot blue ass. You're gonna be like, yeah. hey, maybe not kill them, and I can keep fucking them all. I just don't get why they couldn't just work out a peace deal. Like, hey, can we have some of the sun obtainium? Thanks. It was like a sacred like, tree or some shit. Well, yeah, the tree was sacred, but I don't think the Navi actually gave a fuck about the unobtainium. 
Well, they the unobtainium the came from the tree, were... yeah. Yeah. It did? Oh. Well, I think that, that was the changes whole point. everything. Yeah. I hope that was the whole point, because if not, we just found a massive plot hole. I don't think you did, Andrew. <laughs> well, no, no I, I remember. No, no, no. I remember in the beginning, the, the, the little smarmy guy is like, oh, those savages, they don't even know what's sitting below them. They don't get it. We don't need to work with them. They're fucking like cretins. Like, I, I don't think that they ever even use the unobtainium. Look, it worked for early America. Just give them some blankets and some beads for the mineral rights. They don't yeah. understand how it works. Huh? Exactly. Well, we didn't have nukes back then. Like, I mean, the, the yeah, Earth you guys just spread they did... the diseases through the blankets. That's actually effective. No, you don't have to. They just went there and blew shit up. It was much easier in the movie. You guys don't remember? He had like a porn name too. The, Nobody the captain. remembers He was that called story. like Steel Dragon or something. He called himself. He was the best character in the movie too. So cool. That guy was cool. He's playing Cable, right? The same guy? I think so. But literally, oh. how can you hate a character who, when he starts raining hellfire down on a primitive people, just stands by and drinks some coffee? It's great. That actor's super goddamn cool. <laughs> what, his name's like Stephen... Ch- Stephen Chow? No, it's not Stephen Chow. How's Stephen Chow? Yeah, it's definitely not Stephen Chow. Stephen it's Chow is Stephen. a kung fu expert. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not Stephen Chow. <laughs> I think it's no. I think it's Steven something. I don't. I don't. I'm not really. Sure. Uh, Steven Steven Lang. Steven Lang. Yeah, I looked it up. That guy's so goddamn cool. Well, his his IMDb picture does him no justice. He looks like a high school boy, but he's a cool guy. What we're saying is genocide is cool. Yeah, Avatar played out in brought to you by Blue Apron sponsored genocide. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, Zyler Hermans, who says, "What do you believe?" Are your channel strengths that set it apart from the rest of YouTube, Boogie? Oh man, that's a tough question. I, I, you know, uh, I guess just me. I don't. I never really understood why I was successful. I, I guess I'm okay at talking. I guess I'm kind of funny. I guess the Francis stuff is different than the other stuff. I think a lot of it's my my morbid obesity, and I'm kind of open and, and honest about it, and I talk about it pretty, you know, pretty openly. And I, I think that's something a lot of people don't do on YouTube. I don't think they really like open themselves up that often. And when they do, it's often um, like a very clean or, or you know, know Disney friendly version of themselves. Um, and I, I, I'm still not talking on my videos the way I talk here or the way I talk on Twitch. But I definitely will talk about the nastier, stupider, more awful parts in life. And sometimes I get called... Um, sometimes I get called like disingenuous because I talk about that or emotionally manipulative because of that. Um, and I understand why people feel that way. And I do hope people have empathy. I do hope people do have sympathy. I really do appreciate it. I really hope that's a feeling I evoke frequently, but, um, I don't do it for those reasons. I do it because I want people to learn from my mistakes and learn from the stupid stuff I've done and learn the lessons I've learned now later in life, um, while they're still young. So they have an opportunity to do better than me. And that's the goal, you know? And I guess I've made a few videos that, in retrospect, I regret because they are kind of like emotionally manipulative in some instances. Um, you know, I regret ever having filmed myself cry because that's stupid, right? Um, or anything like that. But at the same time, I think those videos did serve a purpose. And that purpose wasn't to, to get the most number of views so I can get the Patreon shekels or whatever. It's about, it's about you know, it's about helping people. And that's all I ever want to do is help other people. If I help myself in the process, that's great too. But if I can get people to... You know, like the whole idea of the Francis character originally 
was to be detestable and disgusting and awful and have you like tune in and hate him and say like this is exactly what every fat piece of shit's like right this is what every video gamer is like this is what every <laughs> fucking this is exactly the stereotype i expect listen to him talk it sounds like he's got a mouthful of shit i hate this guy and then click on another video and laugh your ass off at his torture and misfortune and then click on a video of me actually talking and go wait what what Wait, maybe I'm the asshole, you know? Oh, maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe he's not a complete piece of shit after all. Um, yeah. But I, I think that's I think that's it. I think it's really I think at the end of the day, one of the reasons I've stayed persistent for a decade on YouTube with my mediocre level of views that almost anybody can eventually beat. Um, but I you know, but to maintain it for ten years is a rarity. And I think it has to do with the fact that uh, I adopt with the, ch- the, the 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 changes that YouTube expects and my audience expects, but um, I'm also like true to myself and I'm very open and honest. And I think even if you dislike the content I'm making, you might like me, and that's cool. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So this that well, this doesn't really bring us to the next question, but this is a a question I thought would be interesting. What's your worst fan experience from Frederick Miser the Third? No, from Jordan Gallagher. <clears throat> from uh, I'll restart. Boogie, what is your worst <laughs> fan experience from Jordan Gallagher? Uh, hey, Jordan Gallagher, what a great question! Thank you so much, and thanks for supporting the cost. <laughs> All right, uh, no, but one day I'm sitting in my old apartment, and this is why I decided to move and why I decided to buy a house uh, so that I could get Ooh. security in the house. So when I'm sitting in my old apartment, it's a duplex, and the front door, someone knocks at the front door, and I'm like, "Oh, it's just a package, no big deal." And somebody knocks again, and I'm like, that's weird, because I'm still asleep. It's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm a nocturnal. So um, I, I, they knock again, and I'm trying to get my fat ass out of bed, and I get a shirt on, and I walk to the front door, and there's this guy, and he's a fan. And I have no clue how he even got my information at this point. I didn't know my information was out. Um, and he's like, hey, you're Boogie. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, man, I was meant to meet you today. And I'm like, what? And so uh, I didn't have a gun at the time. I didn't have a gun. At you are the- confirming <laughs> all of Charlie's worst fears right, right. now, by yeah. the way. I didn't have a gun at the time, but I did have a baseball bat next to the door. And so I reached over behind the door. So you beat the nope. shit out of him. <laughs> uh, it's I- not like his <laughs> worst experience meeting his celebrity. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I reached over and he was just he's just a Jehovah's Witness yeah. that's randomly knocking on doors and he was legitimately surprised to see you. He was <laughs> that's why we have a baseball bat next to the doors. The Jehovah's Witnesses. Are you kidding me? All these fucking churchy people. I don't want you to hear your shit today. I got sins to commit. Leave me the fuck alone. Uh, but I reach over and I put my hand on the on the baseball bat and I'm like, Hey man, how can I help you? You know? And he's like, Well, I I, I just got I got a story to tell you. And I'm like, All right, it's cool. And he's like, Can I come in? And I'm like. I really don't think so, um, but you can tell me the story here. And it's like, well, I was watching your videos, and I've been watching them off and on. And then in one of the videos, you mentioned you lived in northwest Arkansas. And I'm like, oh, my God, me and him are going to be such good friends. I need to meet this guy. And so oh. I wasn't even – I, I flipped over to another browser window, and I started Googling your name. And sure enough, after a few searches, I – found your address and I didn't even think I just hopped in the car and I drove here and here I am. I, 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 the last thing I know I was in my house and I'm like, so that's your vehicle there. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's a work vehicle, huh? And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I deliver flowers. And I'm like, okay. So now I know who you work for and, um, I don't want to get you in any trouble, but you got to go home now. And he's like, 
well, I don't understand. And I'm like, well, this is really not how you do this. And maybe if you saw me out at the grocery store or, or Walmart or something like that or at a restaurant, feel free to come say hi and get a photo. But you're at my house, and I don't know if you're dangerous or not. You understand? I don't know if you've got a gun on you. I don't know if you're here to kill me. That kind of stuff can happen. And he's like, no, 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 man. I, I, I wouldn't hurt you. I love you. Now, what size is your skin? And I can see that's all the more, like, that's all the more <laughs> reason you got to go home, man. Okay. And so go home and let's do this the right way. You write me a letter at my email address, which is also public. And I'll eventually get to that letter and I'll read it and let's see if we maybe hit it off. And then if that works, then maybe one day when I'm out in town, you can say hello or I'll do a meet and greet. You can come say hi and I'll know you from email. So we'll spend a little time together or something like that. But otherwise, buddy, you got to get in your car and you got to go home. Okay. But he's already ruined his right. chances now. And he's like, <laughs> he right. and he's like well, but you'll read the letter, right? And I'm like, yes, I promise you. Uh, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think we can be friends after this. you, you got to learn how to do this right, and this is not the right way, okay? And he's like, well, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to bother you. Were you busy? And I'm like, nope. This is just my house, and you're not welcome here because I don't know you. And it, and yeah, it's so it's scary. And like, yeah. I just, I, I'm thinking any second, you know, I mean, he's right an inch away from me. I literally am standing as close to the door so he can't like burge his way in. I think at any moment I might have yeah. to push this guy off the porch or something. I don't know. Um, it's, it's not just that though. He knows where you right. live now. He could come back at any time. That's, that would keep me on edge constantly. He could be like standing out your window. Ugh. So I moved immediately as soon as we could. That's why we finally bought the new house. And now, now where is that new house right, well, exactly? It, well, it's already do- it's already doxed. Unfortunately, I get fan letters here every once in a while, and I've had a couple of fans visit, but at least they weren't as creepy as that. Um, but yeah. I try to make it pretty appropriate that you know, since we bought the house, I guess it's kind of public; it's easy to find now. Um, but because of that, um, I, I well, of course, we have a great security system. My my roommate is I don't feel particularly comfortable with guns, but my roommate does, so he's kind of doing security and. And I get the doorbell thing so we can see who's at the front door before we open the door. And, the whole night. and of course, he has a pit bull with AIDS. Stay away. <laughs> I little... And two baseball bats. <laughs> right. Now I got two baseball bats. <laughs> Actually, my roommate my roommate originally bought an axe after that happened. He said, well, it'd be good to have an axe in the house. I'm like, wow. what am I going to do with an axe that I can't do with a baseball bat? He goes, well, chop people up. I don't know. It just It's more intimidating. <laughs> Hide the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking duh. <laughs> uh, well, are you not even thinking? Oh my god, yeah. look at these video gamers, dude. So violent and Mo- they're so desensitized. Most to it. of the time, yeah. like, and most of the time, I'll, I'll tell you the best meeting I ever had was at, um, was in, uh, the PlayStation event a few years back. And this, uh, young trans girl walks up to me and I, I, she'd been stalking me for 15 minutes. She'd been following me around, waiting for an opportunity to talk to me. And my wife walks away and I'm eating, like, uh, waiting for the wife to pick up lunch, getting ready to eat. And she walks up and she's like shaking. Just from head to foot, just shaking. And I talked to her, and I'm like, hey, did you want to say hi or something? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, so you know me from YouTube or something? She goes, yeah. I'm like, well, it's really nice to meet you. And she's like, thanks. And I'm like, so what can I do for you? You want to sit down? You want to take a photo? Anything I can do for you? And she goes, can I have a hug? And I'm like, yeah. And I, I reach up, and I hug. I stand up, and I hug her. And, like, she's shaking so bad, I can literally feel her vibrating against my skin. And she must be 110 pounds if she's that. Luckily, you had the baseball bat at the right, time. Right, I had the baseball bat at the time. <laughs> right. And, uh... <laughs> 
can I hug you? No, send me a letter. I, I took a, I, I took a step back, and I'm like, so what is it you like about my work? Is it the Francis stuff or that? She goes, no. I said, what is it? And she goes, you make me feel more comfortable in my own skin. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my That's God, so right? Like, And I'm like, can I please buy you lunch? Can you please sit down? My wife would love to meet you. And she goes, no, I can't. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, I know you're anxious, but you don't have to be. And she's like, I, I don't even know how. I, I don't even know why I'm here. Like she was so nervous, right? Like she started, like she started she was to freak lost out a little bit. Right? She didn't even know you. But she's saying like she's saying like she normally she said she never normally leaves the house and she she doesn't really play very many video games. But she heard that it was going to be the PlayStation experience, and so she got a last minute ticket and came in and and she was just to meet me and she just wanted to get home as quickly as she could. And I'm like, yep, that's awesome. That's the best. That's the best feeling in the world. Sweet. That's so yeah, sweet. that is wholesome. Girl listening out there, if you Google real hard, you can find Boogie's new address. <laughs> Just show on up. <laughs> if you want to follow up that meeting. Bring, bring yeah. your flower van. And uh, what if the flower van guy is listening right now and he's just pissed? He goes, he tells a story all the fucking time. I'm going to eat his skin like pork rinds. <laughs> oh, fuck him. <laughs> Oh, no, now you just painted a, a crosshair on your forehead now, Kai. He's coming for you with flowers. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Get Kai, the axe. Kai will beat everyone up that shows up at his door. They don't even need to say anything. <laughs> Kai, yeah, Kai, Kai's fucking, like, closest friends could show up. He just goes, leave. Send me Go away. Send me an email. Yeah. No. Am I, am I the only one that just fucking I, hates the pop-in? I mean, like, I hate to sound like a Seinfeld episode, but really. Oh, my. No. I hate... I even hate it when somebody calls you on Skype unannounced. Like, what the fuck do yep. you think this is? This is like the 1980s. Stop calling it. me. I become violently oh. angry when someone texts me. That's how bad I am at this point, okay? Just leave me the fuck alone. If I wanted to talk, I would have talked to you. Please, just let me die alone, okay? I get mad at friend requests more than anything else on that topic. Like, random friend requests from just... They, how the fuck do I know who you are? On everything, on Steam, on Discord, everything. I don't mind the friend request just from people you know, actually, who, you know, just somebody calling you, popping in, or, like, the days that I wake up without any emails in my inbox is mm-hmm. a happy day. That's a good day. I, that would involve actually checking my email. I haven't done that in about uh, six months. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Those, you didn't read the Flower Guy's deals. letter. What the God fuck? Damn it, I did read the Flower Guy's letter. Asshole. I did read the Flower Guy's letter, by the way, and it was exactly, whatever you're imagining, it's exactly what it was, because it was like, all one paragraph and all one sentence. And it was like, uh-huh. and I went through the same stuff as you and one of my friends and we're going to be best friends and I love you so much. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's going to eat my fucking flower. It's fucking horrifying, God man. God damn. That was scarier. Fuck those people. That's scarier than the actual like legitimate death threats. I'm finally telling this story because um, it's been about four years and my ex-wife is no longer in my life. Uh, but this guy emailed me a few years back and he's like, hey, I'm going to kill him, a rape and kill your wife. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll just put that with the rest of them. <laughs> well, no, you're not together anymore. You don't have to care. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, she's not she's, your wife anymore. No... That email means nothing. More importantly, she's no longer in the area. But yes, also that, I guess. But uh, <laughs> she, um, he, he, he emails me and he's like, uh, I'm going to rape and kill your wife. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you but, make him sound so smug. Right? I just, hey, boogie. Hey, boogie. I'm going to rape and kill your wife. <laughs> and, uh, so the next day, he's like, hey, man, you didn't write me back. I can't believe you didn't write me back. I'm literally going to rape and kill your fucking wife, you fat piece of shit. And I'm like, Ugh. all right, well, just put that in the evidence pile as I, where I keep them all. No big deal. Just Oof. move on about okay. my day. And, uh, and then the third email shows up, and it's a picture of my wife's car parked in front of where she works. And just no, no words, just that. 
uh, and he's using some sort of some Tor network email structure or something. And uh, I go out, I, I take the open the email on my phone, and I look at the plates on that car, and I walk out to check the plates on our car, and I'm like, yep, okay, that's definitely her car. So, do do you have like friends who might be pranking you? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Kaya. <laughs> it sounds like a Kaya prank right there. Uh, but I that's too tame for a Kaya prank. I call. Uh, <laughs> it actually rip her. <laughs> oh, I fucking got you good this time, Charlie. Just before you kill her, just send her a photo with April Fools. <laughs> I got you. You really shouldn't commit to raving entirely. At least, at least you've at least met her. Honestly, just to be honest. Yeah, just a she mutual agreement. Type. Hey, you know? I'm gonna rape you now. I hope this is okay. Right. Um, but she. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, 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 this is one of the many times I've called the cops in my area, and I'm like, hey, man, what do we do about this? Because, buddy, if you don't like what's on the internet, you shouldn't log on. You shouldn't check those emails. Block that email address. Wow, good <laughs> shit, cops. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I t- so if they were punching you, would they go, buddy? If you don't like getting hit, then just you know, right. block, put your hands right. up. And, just don't let it happen. And, and so he explains to me, he's like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, you know, I'm not the FBI. I, I can't like dox this guy. I can't find his personal information, right? He's like, now after after something happens, then then I might be able to do something. At least some evidence behind. I might be able to do something. Oh, cool! Yeah, after she's fucking killed and they find her crime scene, then they can start dusting for prints. Like, right. fuck them. Well, he's hoping she gets raped. Right, and he's like, he's like, that's up at the Walmart home office. It's a secure parking lot. How he even got in there is beyond me. But the, it's well lit. She works during the daytime. It's an impossibility. This guy's blowing smoke up your ass. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I, I guess. I guess I just shouldn't tell my wife, you know, so I, 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 you know, the next day after meeting with a cop while she's gone, I'm just like, hey, honey, I, how safe is it at your work? She's like, very safe. I'm like, how close to your building do you park? Like, you know, is this a secure building and stuff? She's like, you want to see it? I'll take you up there. I'm like, sure, let's go see. And never did tell her why. I was just kind of like, I just worry about these kinds of things, you know, because of the internet stuff. Did anything come from it? No, no. And they're, it really, they're, the, nothing really ever comes of anything. Like even the hit they took out of me on the tour network, somebody offered like thirty five hundred bucks for a local assassin to come kill me or whatever. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what did I not know? They they sent me the link or whatever. And th- this one, this one was literally because I didn't like the Xbox One enough. I swear to God. Wow, now I understand. Wow. You deserve it. Can somebody put that put that fresh bounty up? Jesus Christ, right. Boogie. Coming but, on here and saying some shit like that. But it was, uh, like, that's literally what the email said. And so I, he linked the Tor Network. I didn't even know how to get on the Tor Network at the time, so I had to figure out an Onion browser, the whole nine yards. And I went and I saw the advertisement and had the I had an address, but it was the wrong address. That I was at like let's say I was at fifteen. <laughs> Some innocent dudes now. So I was like, at, well, no, I know the people that lived to the actual address. So let's say I was at the, let's say I was at fifteen fifty. My neighbors, the address they had was fifteen hundred, and that was my neighbors and two of my friends. So I called them up that night. I'm like, guys, you need to be careful. And so the same person who who posted that on the tour network also ordered them a pizza and paid for it. I guess. <laughs> And so it just showed up. What a nice guy at the front door, right? And like they're like, "Oh my god, somebody's at the door! Somebody's at the door!" And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll look outside. I'll see if there's a car. It's a pizza guy. It's a pizza. It's Domino's pizza. I'm like, did either of you guys order pizza? No, we didn't order pizza. We didn't order pizza. And I'm like, guys, it's okay. It's okay. I'll walk down there. It's just the fucking pizza. <laughs> and then guy. the pizza truck exploded. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Agent Forty Seven. Insane traumatic nightmare experience. And I'm like, man, fuck. I'll buy an Xbox. Shit, kids. Just 
<laughs> your, your life your life sounds like a John Wick movie. Oh really, really, God. It really and I, I don't understand. I guess, you know, because I know you guys don't deal with this shit. And I talk to other YouTubers and I'm like, do you guys deal with this shit? And they're like, no. But I'm like, well, what's the fucking difference? Is it because I'm centrist? Is it because I'm fat? Is it because no. you know, what the fuck? You gotta Why? tell them to fuck off, Boogie. Dude, that's what I'm telling you. You're way too nice. You humor these humans. All right, well, fuck off with the fucking death threats and shit. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. They're pushing me to see if I'll ever crack, and I'm not. You know, whatever, I'm not. The guy who's the guy who stabs me in the chest. I'll probably apologize to him. Like, sorry for getting blood on your knife. But... <laughs> I just love the idea of all these assassins' phones lighting up, and it's another boogie hit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of it, huh? How much? How astonished would you be if the big grand plot twist was the person who put out that assassin and organized all this was the trans girl from the PlayStation? Oh my event. god! Dun dun dun! She had to get close to you to get your skin sample so she could like put the DNA evidence online. I told you you made me feel better in my own skin, but I'd feel even better in your skin. Exactly, because there's so much room. Mm-hmm. It's nice Ooh. and comfy. Goddamn, dude! I've been in this skin for 43 years. Trust me, you don't want to be in here. Especially the loose, the, the fucking blue apron that's hanging down right now. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com slash official. God, I can't Ooh. believe that, man. Well, Boogie. That's amazing. Why? I, oh. I never, I, but you're probably right. It's probably because they perceive me as some sort of nice guy and they probably want to give me a crack. But, you know. Oh, dude, look, let me tell you, we get, just like any other industry, if you're a comedian, you get hecklers, right, in the audience. Right. Except on the internet, it's just so much easier. You can be a massive pussy. All you have to do is go on Reddit and write some long Jeremiah ad, and you're going to get your 20 upvotes from other losers. But once you call them out, they really got nothing. After right. last episode, I noticed we had we had zero complaints. None of them. Because we spent that episode making fun of them for like 10 yeah. or 20 minutes. And that tells you, not only are they pussies, they don't have any conviction either. You gotta be tough with these people. You just gotta tell them to fuck off. I, I would just be, before we continue, so I would just like to say we do not all share that perspective. If you're gonna put a hit out on the podcast, please make sure it's directed at Kaya and only. Feel Kaya. free. Wow, Charlie's such a pussy trying to deflect hits. Let's put a hit out on him. You know what's <laughs> so fascinating about it? That thirty five hundred dollars was thirty five hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. That assassin would be fucking rich right Whoa. now. Go. Um, he missed out. Wait, damn, you should have fucking upset. shot me right in my dick. When was it? <laughs> Do what? It was about when four years ago. This? Four, four and a half. Years. Yeah, all oh, that substantial. Yeah. Wow. It'd be a millionaire. Well, but the problem is on the Tor network. If you hire an assassin, it's like ninety nine percent chance it's gonna be a cop. That's the problem because the Silk Road <laughs> guy he tried to hire an assassin on his former business partner, and the assassin turned out to be a cop. So the guy just got himself arrested like an idiot. If there are any legitimate assassins listening, can you uh, tell us about? it because I, I feel like all of them are cops these days i'd love to just meet a real one send me a resume <laughs> we'll bet you send us a photo id so we have proof <laughs> what if it's a cop that also is an assassin and he's not going to bust you Ooh. he just likes killing people Ooh. damn that's a i think you just wrote hollywood's next blockbuster he has to like give up his badge and work outside the law to take someone down or or wait okay hold on so he is on the vice squad and he does bust uh, people who like want to kill their like husbands or like you know for no good reason, but he'll evaluate every individual case, and if he finds a case, or no, he normally normally turns them all down, but he finally found a case where he has to kill the person. <laughs> this obese gamer, and he himself. has to be taken out. <laughs> he loves the Xbox so much. <laughs> <laughs> Crime punishable by death. Another patron question here. Yeah. 
Tiege says, out of all the podcasts that you've been on so far, which one is your favorite? And before you answer, this does have a right answer. Of course, this one. This has been fantastic. I got to talk about dildos and, and dragon dildos. And, and I, I was honestly Ethan's, I think. I like the PKA guys a lot. They're a lot of fun to hang out with. Uh, Keemstar's uh, podcast is a lot of fun, too. Um, just did like Hank Green, a little talk with him. And I always love spending time with Hank. But Ethan's like amazing. And then like here's the thing about Ethan. He comes with Ela, and Ela is the nicest person. Like I probably went into that thinking Ela is not as nice as she is on camera because how could she be? <laughs> and then she was even mm-hmm. nicer. And so like when we're wrapping up the podcast, I'm like, so did you guys want to get dinner or something like that? And Ela puts her hand on my shoulder and she's like, Boogie, I'm so sorry. I have a, a prior commitment. No. We went Aww. way longer than I thought we were going to go. And she's like, but can you please come back? Please. It would mean the world to us. And I'm like, Oh my God, even if you're lying to me right now, you're just so sweet the way you lie. I'm okay with it. That's so sweet. sweet. Where's my bat? Yeah, that is really sweet. It was the wrong answer, but it's still really sweet. So what you're saying is they can't even hold a candle to us. Right, right. Like, this has been amazing, honestly. I've been such a critical fan since the beginning of time, and I jerk off to all his work. And just honestly, I don't even really know the rest of you guys, but you've grown on me now. I mean, Boogie, we'll we'll, we'll prove that we're the best right now. We're just going to tell you right now, we're not going to dinner with you after this. God. Damn it. <laughs> just, thought, just thought we'd be up blunt about it, straight up. We wouldn't lie to you like Ayla did. Well, that's okay, because I could only eat about four ounces of food anyway. Well, okay, final question then, because we have to wrap up soon. How did you think this podcast would be going? <laughs> did it meet your expectations? This is a question from... This is our exit survey. Yeah, this this is an exit survey from Kaya. He's getting insecure. Did you, How did you, you like us? your experience? How can we improve it? I don't this know. is from... It's not mine. It's from Silent Night, and I'm ignoring the X's in your username, Silent Night. I'd rather be trapped in a fucking room with Keemstar for two hours than to do this podcast Ooh. again. No, uh, Damn. no, no I, uh, um, honestly, I, I, I kind of did my research before, uh, like, I, I mean, I heard of the PewDiePie episode, I think, about a month ago. I guess when did that would come out? But I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know they had a podcast. And, oh, my God, they got Felix on there. Oh, my God, I'd love to be on this podcast. And I listened to that entire episode. And I knew you guys would fuck around a little bit. And I like to fuck around. I like to kind of adopt what I perceive as the language or the the, the mode of the podcast. Right? So I was very combative when I did Keemstar's thing. It was very polite when I was with Hank. With you guys, I just wanted to get a little dirty and weird. And uh, so it was really, <laughs> a, real, a lot of fun. Really fun, yeah. That's what we're known for. You're like a chameleon. Yeah, social chameleon. That's I can live with that. Yeah. That's what people hit me with all the time. Like one of the criticisms I get is like, Boogie, you're not really yourself on YouTube. Yeah, you think? No shit. Uh, I'm a little bit different. <laughs> you can't really know a person with 10 minutes of video every three days, right? That's not something, you, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm a, a complicated person. Uh, and, and so like I go live on Twitch for a couple hours a night. And when I go live on Twitch, I just go in comedian mode. And I'm not even that funny, but I just kind of, whatever it takes to get a laugh, whatever seems funny to me, I'll say the stupidest thing. I'll do the stupidest thing. I'll be vulgar. I'll take my shirt off. I'll cover myself in peanut butter. I don't care. I don't care. I just want to make people laugh for two hours. Um, and so that's been my thing there. Um, but that's very different from who I actually am, who I actually am. I mostly just like sit around and, and, and play video games and like pet my dog and eat sandwiches and jerk off. But you fucking monster. Right. Jesus. But, Someone put a hit out on him. Yeah. But I like to just like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just, uh, I, I think the person I am on YouTube is the person I try to be every day is the person I want to be. The person I am on Twitch is probably who I used to be. And the things kind of some of the things I'm like ashamed of in my past and like, I want to do better and be better. Um, 
And then, like, whenever I'm on a podcast, I try to just be myself, but then I kind of adopt what everybody else is doing a little bit to some extent. But that's very close to me. I, I, a lot of these jokes I made tonight are exactly the jokes I would make in private company. I love. It's good, man, to see today Great. everybody, they got, they got weird and dirty yeah. boogie. I love you guys. You guys have been really fun. I've been listening to, uh, I guess I've listened to about three episodes so far. I probably will listen to this one because I'm a narcissist. And then, uh, and then that's <laughs> this will be the only thing I'll listen to. I've watched my own H3H3 podcast 2,000 times. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's nice. Can you stand your own voice? Yeah, I can't stand mine. I can't watch any of our past episodes. I, I watch all of my videos as I launch them um, to make sure I didn't screw up or anything and to see what I could do better. And then I obsess over the comments uh-huh. and like, you know, the stupid comments I don't give mm. a shit about, but like the genuine, genuine criticism. Um, but I hate, uh-huh. I hate looking at my old face and now uh, my own face. And now when I look at the old videos, I want to die. I can't believe that's me. I can't believe I, if, if those of you who know me from the old school stuff and have not seen me recently, go watch a recent video because it is shocking how different I look. I don't even feel like the same person. They told me to be prepared for like some sort of body dysmorphia. And I just laughed at that, but I get it. Because I look at old pictures of myself, and I'm like, who the fuck is that beanbag chair? Holy shit. <laughs> like, that was me? Well, How good, did I man. stand up? How did I walk? How the fuck did I... Why didn't I just blow my brains out? You know? It's only good, though. And I look, in a way. And I look yeah, forward to... It, it really is I look good. forward to, to hopefully a day in the next year or so when I look back at, at videos I created today and just be like, man... So much skinnier because I no just kidding, but uh, but hopefully, hopefully I'll feel the same way a year from now and just be like, wow, I can't believe I'm yeah. so fucking fat. I hope we can have you on again, and I hope by that time you make even more progress. Really had a lot of fun. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, so, are we wrapping this up? Do you want me to say goodbye to your audience? Well, yeah, plug your stuff. Yeah, shout, shout your stuff. Good night, yeah, sweethearts. Well, it's done. No. Uh, hey, youtube.com slash boogie298. You can watch me there. Uh, I mostly talk about video games, talk about life, the universe, things around us, things particularly around, or things that are particularly interesting to me. Check it out. Um, uh, I also stream on Twitch five nights a week. Uh, and my streams are a fucking obnoxious. It's like a cringe fest from the moment I start to the moment <laughs> I end. I go back and I watch it and I think to myself, my career will never recover from that stream. And then I do it again that night just because I hate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's twitch.tv slash boogie298. And if you want to hear me complain about Trump and video games, you can go to twitter.com slash boogie298. And let you know when I go live and when I create content and whatever, you know, thing that's I want to complain about that day. Well, thanks for coming on, man. That's, that's good, great. dude. Yeah, yeah thank thanks you. for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. All right. Well, it's a pleasure. Yeah, we hope you. it was your pleasure to listen, everyone out there. Bye, everyone. Yeah. We'll see you, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Good night.